This is the Max and Wax In The Mind podcast. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a registered mental health practitioner. Hi, and welcome to episode two of Max and Wax In The Mind, the podcast that informally, candidly, and sometimes humorously discusses the practice of therapy. Today, we're going to be talking about intuition. But first, Max, how was your week? My week has been fairly slow, although it's a few things have come up that I've enjoyed doing. I've had a few more face-to-face clients after, after last week's episode. Excellent. Um, which, which is good fun, obviously. A few more one-to-one sessions online and stuff like that. Still just in the early stages, but also I've been studying transactional analysis. Uh-huh. So I'm learning to become a TA therapist, I suppose. Interesting. Um, and yeah, it really is interesting about how to communicate, how to actually understand how people act, how people talk, why they do it, things like that. So again, it's just another, like I say, it's like another tool to my toolbox. Yeah. Uh, to my toolbox to help other people. TA is the parent, adult, child that's it, yeah. Model? Yeah. Okay. So have you read much about it? Yes. Oh, you yeah. have? Yeah, so oh, we, we can talk about that sometime. Oh, we, could, we could do. Yeah. That, could be, that could even be an episode when I learn a bit more about it. <laughs> I, think, I think that'd be really good. Exactly. How yeah. was your week, Mandy? I've had, uh, well, yeah, an interesting week, um, particularly because um, all, all but one of my clients this week spoke about coronavirus mm-hmm. and how it's affecting them, the effect... On their life and their thoughts and what what I noticed that I thought was quite quite interesting was there seemed to be a really big difference between people who can't stop thinking about it who are almost becoming obsessed by it yeah, and yeah, yeah. so so anxious about it sort of one end of things and then the other end of things there are a lot of people who are saying I mean I'm sure they're not still saying it with the point we're at now but they have been earlier on um, they have been saying, oh, it's nothing, it's just the flu. What's yeah, everyone, yeah. oh, stop panicking everyone and, yeah. and, and not listening to the news and per- going out of their way to ignore it. Yeah. So I, I've, I've found that quite, quite interesting. And, um, you know, I think it's, for me anyway, it's raised a few mm. questions about what our priorities are. Yeah, yeah. Things like, you know, is 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 what's going on going to change society? Are we going to respond differently to each other and to how we help each other and that kind of thing? Um, and, and the other thing that occurred to me, particularly with younger my, my younger clients, has been: is is this almost like the biggest global event of their life? Mm, so good. so far, because I, I remember where you know when nine eleven happened. Mm. I felt like, oh my God, you know, I was born a fair bit after World War Two, but and for me that was global event. Mm. So I've I've been thinking I've been thinking about those kind of yeah. things. Well, it's, it's 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 a tricky one really because coronavirus, in my opinion, is is very. It's, my opinion, so my opinion, my opinion. You can take it or not, but I believe it's it's a lot to do with the government. I don't really agree with the way that they're doing it, and they're. Mm. Basically, if the government can keep you in a very scared state of mind, it works very well to manipulate people. If they can keep you in a scared state of mind, they're going to sell you the solution, in inverted commas, <laughs> um, to, to solve your problem that yeah. I believe they have started. Um, so it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a subject in itself that could take hours and hours and end of discussing. Yeah. But my whole opinion of it is, as long as you are keeping yourself clean and healthy, as long as you aren't, 
being stupid in regards to like just not being hygienic. Um, you're literally coughing in people's faces, <laughs> things like that. The, the logical things. Yeah. Then you're gonna be okay. It's it's the people that seem to, and like you said, loads of people worry. I believe too much about it. Yeah. Although there are people that it is an epidemic and there is a lot of things going on, but there has been things like swine flu, foot and mouth disease, Ebola. And then they come and then they go. And, and that is that has happened in the past. So history seems to repeat itself. So I'm, I'm sure it will give it a few months and it will start to die down again. But even places like Italy, I know we were saying Italy was on lockdown and people are literally, you sent me, Abby sent me something the other day and it was about how people weren't having to pay their mortgages or something like that. Mortgages and household bills have been frozen. Yeah. Until everyone can work. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's brilliant. Oh, I mean, it's the only way. Mm. It's the only way because if no one's working, yeah. If we and 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 that's the other thing about sort of in a way all pulling together and helping each other is we're all in the same boat. Yeah. yeah so exactly. if if I if I'm running out of money, so's everyone else. Yeah, that's true. So we we, I think everything is gonna we're all gonna have to help each other yeah. and hopefully, like you say, mm, government. Who knows? We'll mm-hmm. see. But hopefully, there will be um, a way of. Of getting through it. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny that the things that go <laughs> that go out of stock is toilet roll and pasta. That <laughs> just makes me laugh. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like I even see, see people scrolling on like Tesco or something like that. They're looking for pasta and it's just like out of stock, out of stock, out of stock, out of stock. It's like hundreds of pastas just out of stock. And it's like, why are they the main things that people go? But wouldn't for? you th- wouldn't you think that um, the the things that would be in demand are the things that you can't. Really right. If I run out of toilet paper, I can guarantee you I can find something else to use. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I'll find a substitute. So, why the fuss about toilet paper? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I saw a comment on I think it was Instagram. It was like, oh, people are just building loads of toilet roll forts. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> that, totally. Yeah. That is, that is what you need to. That's protect. why. I, that's why I would get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we are not going to dwell on that too much. We're no. going to talk about something really very interesting. Intuitive as well. Very intuitive. Very interesting, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's the, the whole topic of intuition. Um, and, and particularly, you know, maybe how it affects our, our practices and mm. even us. Mm. Um, so... What do we? I'm going to ask you, Matt. I've got my own sort of thought, mm-hmm. definition. What, yeah. what, what do you, what do you understand by intuition? What? Intuition, intuition yeah. to me is, well, from what I've learned and studied, we have two, two brains, and the brain up here and the brain in the gut, and that is what intuition comes from. It, it's actually a, um, a decision making tool in inverted commas um, that can you can actually learn from, and this is why in when you quiet your mind enough, you can essentially listen to both brains so that's why I believe in mindfulness and meditation and everything that I do to, to quiet the mind so that I can be more intuitive because your intuition is just those silly little things of for the for example the other day I was driving home from the gym and my intuition just said to me pull over and get a lottery ticket I didn't need petrol and I, I rarely ever stopped to go in to get petrol pulled over got a lottery ticket don't ever buy the lottery haven't done for a while and end up winning a hundred quid on the lottery and I was like well, that's all right, isn't it? That's, that's quite helpful. Amazing. So that was just my intuition, just saying, just go here. And then I, I've done it many times. I use intuition when I'm working with clients as well. A lot of the time, I will, I will 
I won't plan the session at all. Okay. I'll sit there and I'll figure out what, what what's going on with them, and then I will just use my intuition of what they best need at that specific time. Mm. A lot of the time, when I get into that zone, I sort of I, I said to Abby and, and my mum the other day. I will sit there, and when I'm working, I just completely switch into a really different person, and I'm just talking, and I'm just like, I'm quite surprised at myself. I believe that's my intuition just sort of guiding me, rather than my head pulling me. It's my gut literally pulling me to the what I believe the answer is, um, or helping them find the answer in what they want, they need, and what they want to find. It sounds as though it's a huge factor mm, in for your me, work. For, for me what specifically. It does sound like well, it. Because I agree with... The, the laws of like the universe, spirituality and things like that, it's very intuitive. So I will always use intuition regardless, but yeah. I, I believe it's, it's helped me with a lot of things myself, whether it's to go left or to go right, I will, it, my intuition is whichever one feels right to me. Okay. Um, and there's, there's a few, there's a song that I listen to actually, whenever I'm, uh, just before I'm going to bed or just after meditation, that's very um, about, about, I suppose, keeping you in a positive frame of mind. So the name of the song was called Follow Your Heart Because Your Brain Is Stupid. And I sort of looked at it and I was like, that's actually a good name because it allows you to feel... Because your heart, obviously, it's not your gut, but the, that's where they say the gut feeling and yeah. the intuition comes from. Yeah. But I do believe your heart and your gut are connected. Um, if you're listening to your heart, your gut, and sort of your higher self, I suppose, you're going to get the more mystical, magical outcomes. And that's where that's where it's like trust in the process as well. Like if you want to create something big in your life, it's not just going to, like you say, I want to manifest a million pounds, for example. You can say, yeah, you can manifest it, but if you don't get up and actually use your intuition to go here or go there, um, you're never going to get there. There's a great book that I listened to called The Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer, I believe. And that was, it was how he went from being really spiritual, ended up following well, sort of the surrender experiment, just surrendering to whatever came up in his life at that specific point in time, and one of the times he ended up building a whole ranch. Sorry. <laughs> it's me going off. I'm so sorry. Sorry, Max. <laughs> on, just, on, that's on. reminded me of something really funny. That, um, no, Phineas, I'm so sorry. I will come back to it. <laughs> Carry on. I'll, I'll, I'll be quick, I promise. <laughs> so... It's about surrendering to your external and what's going on and just going with what is the right thing for you to do at that time in regards to your gut and your intuition. He would just surrender and just go with what was right at that time. So he built a, a barn or some, of some sort, yeah. ended up running retreats from there. Ended up, by the start of the book, he had nothing. By the end of the book, he had a multi-billion dollar company. By, he said, the whole way, I just surrendered the whole way to it. I had lawsuits that were costing me like hundreds of millions. I just surrendered through it. And it was literally, he was just like, I just sort of surrendered through it. And now I've got, and I, it was a, the equivalent of a company like Xerox. And it just went billions. And I was like, love that story. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. what, what, what it reminded me of was something a bit crazy, to be honest, which is there was a book written, I think, in the 60s called The Dice Man. Okay. Have you heard of it? I haven't. It's, 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 Who's it by? I can't remember. Um, it's a it's a really crazy book. It's it's about this guy that lives his life by making or by his decisions are on the throw of a dice. Okay, so oh, that would be cool. Right, but he gets in. It's actually quite a creepy book. Okay, and it get and he gets in a lot of pickles. Oh, and really? I can't even remember if I read the whole thing, but it's it almost. If I'm, I think I'm remembering this correctly, but we'll fact check it and put it in the notes. Mm. Um, I think it almost got a bit of a cult following 
what the book itself yeah and people oh, people started doing it people started actually trying to do it I was not a bad idea, so it's something to try. <laughs> well, I suppose it depends what you make your yeah. one to six decisions, but I yeah, think I on some of them it w it was really bad things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would no, it's quite funny. <laughs> I'm quite I'm quite excited by what you say about intuition yeah, because yeah. it's I was hoping you'd have a bit of a different take on it to yeah, me and, yeah. and you do. Yeah. So that's That's it, why we're so different. That's <laughs> funny. Like we yeah. I'm so much more out there but people don't assume that. Yeah. I mean I I think that often people think that intuition is some kind of magic mm. or some kind of magical thing that happens. And I, re I really think it isn't. I think it's um, a combination of us going on our past experience and the knowledge that we've built up mm. over the years. It, it lodges itself not consciously, mm -hmm. but it's it's somewhere in a, within our reach, mm. and we can we tap into it very quickly. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, I suppose it's a slightly more scientific yeah, um, yeah, explanation, um, and we, you know, are these intuitive thoughts crop up? Would you not say that's just the experience, though, just like learning from your past? Yeah, it's le it's learning from your past, but it's also, I suppose, almost um, unconscious, like unconscious, not trial and error, but yeah, unconscious, yeah, yeah. unconscious assumptions. Yeah, yeah. Because because you've done something before, or you've seen something before, and it and and then it suddenly will pop up. Mm. You have no conscious thought around it yeah. like a feeling will just come or a thought will just come yeah, yeah. and that's intuition yeah, but it yeah. is ba it is based on something if that if that makes sense it kind of i mean the, the the way that i'm looking at it is for example the my my opinion is you can have downloads from the universe and you can be doing something which then suddenly you just get a, a great inspiration and you're just like that's what I need to do, or this. Why haven't I tried this? Or why don't I go here? Yeah. And then there's little things like that where you ended up going to a different Tesco's that you normally go to, and you ended up meeting someone. You had a great relationship with them, whether it was friends or, or a, a partner relationship, whatever it was. And that that is just your intuition telling you, and it's dragging you there rather than taking you there. And that's what I believe is sort of like a download from the universe saying. Just go with it, and and, and the voice is there. The key is with it to, to hear that voice, however you want to, whether it's a voice, a feeling, an image, um, as, as whatever it is. You've got to have a quiet enough mind to do that. So this is where things like the the way to increase your uh, intuition is by meditation, uh, being more mindful, and actually opening yourself up and just being more open. And that's why I use things like meditation because you can get into such a still frame of mind. Mm. After my meditation, I could be sitting there and it was during my meditation earlier, just before I came here, that's what I was thinking about uh, the end of the thing, end of the podcast, what's going to inspire me. And this was exactly the thing. Um, and I was just, I was laying there. I was like, I, I heard that the other day. So it's in my subconscious mind. My conscious mind doesn't know it. But when you quiet your mind enough, you get to the subconscious mind. Yeah. And then that just sprung to mind and I was like, that did inspire me actually. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna figure out some more facts about him and that's that's exactly what has inspired me this week. Yeah. Interesting. Cause I kind of think I kind of think yes if you can access Well I'm not sure you know what? I'm not sure. 
that I think it's about a quiet mind that can access. I think, I think we all are accessing it all mm. the time. Um, but I don't know, perhaps it's more meaningful if mm. there is a, if it's done in a meditative way or a yeah. mindful way, I don't know. But I think things do arise. Yeah, I think know? you've got to be open to it. So, for example, someone who would say, well, intuition, don't believe in it, not, not going to work, never going to try it, straight away they're cut off from it. But that's, again, the same with spirituality. If you, if you don't believe that you can elevate your consciousness, you're not going to do it. Same with hypnosis. If you don't believe, mm. if, you, if you say, oh, I'm not going to be hypnotised, it's never going to work for me, most likely it's not going to work because they're just, so, um, they're just blocking themselves. There's so many blocks in the way. That, that reminds me of, you know, somebody that is blocking because I, I suppose the things like moving moving the conversation more towards therapy mm -hmm. I suppose you intuitively know what you need to work on in your mm -hmm. therapy I mean I'll very often I'll very often say like they'll they'll I might be working with somebody and they'll say um do you think it is because of when my cat died? I'm just giving you yeah, a, yeah. a, a silly <laughs> example. Do you, do you, and, I, and I'll say something like, I think you think it's yeah. because of, and they'll, when your cat died, and they'll say, yeah, 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 I think it is. Like, yeah. They know, yeah. they know. They just need the confirmation. They, they, they need, yeah, they need the confirmation mm. because, because there's this thing about trusting your intuition. Mm. Exactly. You know, yeah. and, and and I I do think there's times to trust it and times not to trust it. Do you think? Yeah. See, that, that's 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 what I um, that that's the one thing I do disagree with is because intuition for me is that intuition is always right, um, but you don't always hear it, and that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes, like I've done a few things where I've heard it, but I've not done what I thought um, I should have done, and I yeah. did the other thing. Like the silliest little thing, okay? It was this—it was the fact that I was going to get something from Tesco's instead of going to the little Tesco's. I went to the big Tesco's. Normally, Other supermarkets are available. <laughs> so my way home to the gym. There's a, a big plug for Tesco's today. It's like the honestly, man. It's the third time you said Tesco. I okay, call it the tea shop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. So, so I went to big tea instead of little tea. Yeah. And normally I go to the small one on my way back. And I wanted bread. I just wanted a specific roll. And I knew that the small one always has it. I went to the big one to see if they had it. For no round, no, wasn't going to get anything different. And they didn't have it. Then I went to the small one on the way back. I was like, I should have just listened to myself. And it was just like something as, as tiny as, as that is how you can actually learn to increase the, the noise, the image, the feeling of your intuition. Yeah. Because you can start to pick up on the little things. Then eventually you've got an alphabet. Like you learn the alphabet. First yeah. you learn A, then you learn B. By the end of it, you can say the alphabet, you can put a sentence, or you can put a word together, you can put a sentence together, then a paragraph, and then you yeah. can write, write actually yeah. a book. So let, uh, let me tell you when I think one shouldn't trust their intuition. Yeah. I think it's in a situation, for example, where um, your emotions are heightened in some kind of way mm. i'm not i'm not i'm not just talking about you know if you're drunk yeah. or um taking substances or whatever i mean if you are 
really really excited yeah or something uh, so the sort of thing i'm thinking about um or not even just excited almost sad, almost like, like almost like show. seduced yeah, yeah. Or, or or lured into so that what what i'm thinking about is when people make um uh let's say gambling or financial mm-hmm. decisions based on their intuition when actually the, the the safest thing to do in a situation like that is is to do your research mm, yeah. and to look at how those things actually yeah. work rather than say, it sounds good, it feels yeah. good, yeah, yeah, I yeah, might yeah. win, yeah. I'm, it's so exciting. You know, that's when I think, yeah. you know, if you have an intuitive urge mm. to... See, for me, that's not intuition. That's, that's why I say when intuition is a quiet mind because someone who goes with their intuition isn't going to be the type of person, in my opinion, yeah. that is going to be gambling their house away at a, a, a casino. Yeah. That is doing it through emotion. And whether you're in a heightened emotion of sadness, heightened emotion of happiness, you can make decisions on that. Yeah. I believe that's going on your emotion, not the intuition, because an intuition is a... Um, you could say, like I could say, the gut fe- my gut feeling of being happy, I'm going to go for that girl because I think she's going to be my soulmate, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas... That could just be my emotions talking. I don't believe that's intuition talking. Um, for that, that's why when I going back to the start of me saying about how I believe intuition has to have a quiet mind. Um, <laughs> and Tesco has. <laughs> and Tesco has to be there. And Tesco has to be in the store. <laughs> so I met this girl at Tesco. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. In the bread aisle. In the bread aisle. I knew Tesco. Had to be there. So we'll take our commission soon, Tesco. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, that, that's what I believe intuition is. It's, it's not running on emotion. It's yeah. running on a clear mind with the right feeling. And, and that's where the Surrender Experiment, if you get a minute to listen to it or read it, is such a good book. Just how he just went through his life and just surrendered to absolutely everything. But he did even things that maybe you wouldn't like to do. So, yeah. for example, he was like, I didn't really want to build the house, but my gut told me to build that house. Yeah. Whereas some people would say, my intuition is telling me because I'm so excited. My intuition is telling me, so I'm going to go go with it. Yeah. But that's just excitement. Talking so like so what, what you've said makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So, so my question, <laughs> it really does. So my, my question is, how, how can we tell the difference? Quiet mind. Okay. That's the only way that I can, in, in my opinion. Again, can you no, can you say a bit more about a quiet mind? A quiet mind. Yeah. The, the biggest thing is meditation because I I do. I mean, for, for the the very basic things of your diet. If you're eating constant, you're only eating sugar. You're only eating meat. I mean, whether you eat meat or not, I'm vegan myself. I don't eat meat. Um, but if you're only eating meat, only eating sugar, you're not eating a healthy diet. Straight away, your mind is like in a fuzz. It's in a fuzz. Um, if you're not exercising or even just moving around, it doesn't have to be running on a treadmill. That could literally be walking to the shops, doing the lawn. And then meditation is, again, all of this stuff's free as well, other than obviously buying your food, but everyone has to do that anyway. And it's actually cheaper to eat healthier, sometimes. Um, <laughs> unless you go to like all the, the fast food places. But the meditation... <laughs> so stick to Tesco. <laughs> stick to Tesco's and you'll get your great food. Yeah. <laughs> Put in max code 50 for uh, <laughs> 50% off of Tesco. Um, but yeah. That doesn't actually work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, but meditation is the easiest one to start with. And you, it won't happen overnight. Mm. You, you won't just become intuitive overnight. It does. I'd say it will take years to really be a, a, a solid knowing of 
this is the answer. Okay. Say, for example, it is, right, I have to go out and put myself, say, say you want to be a public speaker, but you really fear of public speaking. You could say, I'm not going to do it, my intuition is telling me not because I might get laughed at, but that's your anxiety telling you or yeah. the fear telling you. Whereas if you say with, right, and this is the first, one of the first things I did when I first did a public speaking, it was in front of like 10, 15 people. And my friend who I was working with at the time, he said he was like, mate, I was scared for you. I was so nervous for you because you were so nervous. And I was like, yeah, did it come across? He's like, really badly. And I was like, but I put myself in that situation because I was like, I need to try and push myself to grow. Yeah. Um, so it was hard, but my intuition was just like, just go for it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, it, I mucked up, but it, it, it's a learning curve at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just starting with meditation. And whenever I work with clients, I always say start with two minutes. Don't start with two hours. Don't start with 20 minutes because it will become a chore. For me, I meditate two or three times a day about 60 to an hour and a half, 60 minutes to an hour and a half um, in total. But if I would have done that when I first started, I would have been like, whoa, like that's just too much. But yeah. now at the end of it, I'll be sitting there going, home. Oh. <laughs> like in my room and five years ago, I'd have been like, you're crazy, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just building up slowly to meditation. Again, we can cover that in another topic, in yeah. another uh, episode. But yeah, meditation is the biggest key for me. In, in okay. So that... That's really helpful. That's, that's, that's really, really helpful. Um, I think I want to say something about how, about perhaps how, um, how it works um, in, a, in a therapy context. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, in, in psychotherapy, uh, particularly in um, psychoanalysis. Okay. Um, and the, the, you know, the, the, the theory behind that is if someone has come to do psychoanalysis, mm. that we would encourage them to free associate, okay. which means, I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of uh, Sigmund Freud yeah, yeah, and yeah. his patient is lying on a couch yeah. and they're just lying there looking. And, and, and the idea with that is that they say whatever comes into their mind. Okay. So they just say, so you know what? Now I'm saying it out loud. I'm thinking that is kind of meditative in a way. Yeah. So that so they're lying there and they're just encouraged to just say, talk. just talk, just say whatever. So if they started saying the light switch that I bought two weeks ago, like yeah, you just whatever, to, exactly, go with it. It's okay. called free association, and the idea is that. Um, hopefully they're uncensoring mm -hmm. their thoughts and that the stuff that's in their unconscious or let's call it the, the intuitive mm. stuff is coming out yeah. and then it's and, and it's also yeah. something it's also something that happens in art therapy okay. and in drama therapy you know because there's because you're not perhaps using words i'm mm. talking about art therapy now you're not using words you're using images and symbols yeah. and something is being allowed to come out yeah you're literally telling a story on the piece of paper that you're uh, painting on yeah or or by free associating and it might not even make sense mm. you know a bit a bit like when you're just waking up from a sleep and you just yeah. babble something <laughs> and that's your uh, yeah. and that's your um <laughs> You know that's your unconscious. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the the work of the analysis or the work of the therapy mm. is to get into that a bit. And 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 I suppose the the 
you know, the role of the of the therapist is to listen. Yeah. Really yeah, exactly. listen really carefully. Analyse it, I suppose. Yeah. Analysis. <laughs> and analyse it and say, Oh, you know, well, it's interesting that you talk about that and is mm. that perhaps something that we should focus on? Yeah. That's um some but because because then, you know, I mean I won't go into the whole the whole history, works, yeah, history yeah, yeah. of psychoanalysis, <laughs> but 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 um it, it's a bit it's a bit like when we have um traumatic or upsetting things or things that disturb us mm. even from when we're very tiny we don't remember them um the th- you know the theory says that we su- we suppress them yeah well the unconscious mind takes it in doesn't it right and and so it's there and dealing with it um you know, dealing with it when it comes out is is part of the work, and and the idea is that by bringing it back into the conscious mm. realm, um, we can work on it. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. So that's it's and that's you know, have you heard the expression a Freudian slip? I haven't actually. Okay. What is that? Well, so it's um it's when you accidentally might say um just in conversation you say someone's name that you and you don't mean them. But, oh, so like if a partner said their ex-partner's Right, oh, okay. exactly. Uh, and sometimes we say, oh, you know, it's a Freudian slip, meaning it's it's what's it's what's really going on for you. What, on their mind? In their, oh, really? in their unconscious, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, what, what were you thinking? Abby, uh, Abby go, go on. on. I was going to say, well, I always say it to people, because I did psychology in uh, college, and it's like I loved studying Freud. It was like my favourite thing. And um, I always say it to people and it's like, I'm trying to think of an example, but I know people have said it and I've said, ask Freudian slip that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, they've meant something else. Yeah. Like, I didn't mean that. And I'm like, you did on some level. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you did but on some like, level. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, even grandma and granddad, they've called me Mark in the past, which is my dad's name. He's clearly on their mind for not a good reason, but he's clearly on their mind. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I mean. It's on some levels. They're not calling you him because they're angry at you. Yeah. Or they love him. Like, it's it's just on their mind. Like, on some level, it's slipped out. That's interesting. On a kind of a side note, just before we came in, or me and Abby were sitting here, and I was showing her a video of Darren Brown, and how you can confuse the subconscious mind so... Or no, the conscious mind so easily, you can basically speak to the subconscious mind and get them to do whatever you want and Darren Brown literally stood there talking to this guy completely confused him and ended up like he was just sort of doing it as like a so uh what they call social experiments and um he's talking to this guy telling asking him where something is having a good conversation with him hands him his bottle so that he's given him something and he's like oh can you just get your, your phone and keys oh can I have your watch as well she takes all this stuff off him and then just walks off and the guy just walks off completely unaware that he's just taken his phone, wallet, keys and watch, walks off in the complete opposite direction. And I was just like, that really is just a, a confusion of the mind and how powerful the subconscious mind actually is yeah. because it just, it really just changes so quickly. Do, do you know that I'm absolutely... Oh, I love just, them, brother. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> we can watch loads Jeremy of them, I think he was outside of Tesco's as well. <laughs> I'd, I'd be straight there. We, 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 We'd be straight there. Yeah. Sure <laughs> more of us. yeah, we must discuss more 
about Darren Brown yeah. another we'll try time. Try on the podcast one day. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, it would be amazing. Wouldn't it? I'd have loved it. Podcast episode on hypnotism. Mm. Well, he was—he was actually one of the reasons I wanted to get into because I love mentalism. Mm. Before, before I even understood anything about the mind, yeah, I was—it was just before we went to Bali. So the end of 2018, I was just coming out of doing the digital marketing stuff, and I was really interested in mentalism, unlike all the card tricks. When we were in Bali, I was trying to learn magic tricks and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. And the mentalism really just made me think. I love the fact that someone can do that, that you can plant an idea in someone's mind, 10 minutes later you can get them to do something. And we actually did it on, was it Graham, our stepdad? We did, did we it. Do it. So what we did was, I said, right, this is how we're going to do it. We started putting little stars all around uh, the house. Yeah. On little books around the house, I'd, instead of, uh, I put a bit of paper around it, put twinkle, twinkle, little star. We put it everywhere, we put stars everywhere around the house. And we went out for dinner one night, and I said, and then we said, I was like, Graham, think of a, um, a, a nursery rhyme. And he was like, all right then. And, and I was like, and then we just said, we were like, is it Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? He's like, how the hell did you know that? And we programmed it into his mind. Right. Just so we'd around. also been walking around and saying, yes, like we'd, we'd pass each other and whistle it or yeah. say Twinkle or like yeah. just slip those little words. So, so this is a time when one's intuition should not be trusted, when someone is doing yeah. mentalism on you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's someone planting the seed though, isn't it? That's not their intuition, that's just someone planted the but, seed. But how would you know? Graham didn't know that's that true. you'd planted it. He must have, He must have thought he just intuitively came up with it. Mm, I don't, I, in my opinion, that's not intuition. No, okay. My, but, my opinion. All right, opinion. but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, no, I see what you're saying. I, I just, just what you're saying. I like just, it's not intuition, but somebody could mistake it for yeah. intuition. But then yeah. again, that's, that's where coming to, I truly believe that someone who does mentalism couldn't, mentalized <laughs> do you know what I mean like I don't think Darren like someone could do mentalism on Darren Brown because he knows all the tricks in the book so he would pick up on it because he would do those little things that if someone did it to him he'd be like I literally know what you're doing yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so for someone who understands it or just has a very quiet mind they wouldn't allow that into their subconscious mind because they're operating from their subconscious mind a lot okay of I think we need to do another episode <laughs> on <laughs> the unconscious mind <laughs> Because, because because the whole point about the unconscious mind is can you actually could you control what's going in and what isn't? I we'll don't think Leave that for another episode. Leave that for another episode. Yeah, that's that's for another time. So Mandy, yes. what has let's let's finish it off and let's go with what's inspired us this this week. What has inspired Mandy Wax? What has inspired me this week is quite quite a simple thing really and that's just the idea that um people are feeling anxious and quite panicky and worried about this virus understandably and i think what has inspired me is some of the things that people are saying about pulling together mm. helping each other behaving like a community coming one well just yeah that's inspired me that actually mm out of s terrible things something, something good, good can happen yeah. yeah what about you first of all I, I want to say that I love that and me and Abby when we've had bad things going on we played the could be worse game yeah. and we always and we did this we dropped paint on the floor we just finished we just finished um, building uh, painting some rooms at Graham's work our stepdad's work and didn't spill a paint over the whole nine days we were there nine days straight like 18 hour days we just wanted to get it done and get out of there <laughs> on the last day, Abby picked up a tub of paint, 10 litres of white paint. They would be black carpets, wouldn't they? Just cleaned up, not a speck on the floor. 
dropped the whole tub of paint in her defence. The thing snapped. There was nothing we could do about it. <laughs> I was um, going to say, I did not <laughs> yeah, drop it. Yeah, there was nothing she could do about it. it. Yeah. Went all over the black carpets. So we were there until another six hours cleaning up. And I was like, first of all, I looked at her and I said a few. I was just like, my, my immediate Choice thing was... <laughs> my, my immediate thing was just a, a swear word. <laughs> but... I sort of turned around. I was like, "Sorry, no, that just that literally just slipped out. I couldn't do anything about it because I was just standing there. I just turned around, and looked at her, and said it. But we sat there and we were like, we could argue, we could get annoyed at each other, which a lot of people would do. But we were just like, right, it could be a Wednesday. It's a Friday. No one's going to come back until uh, Monday, so we we've got time to clean this up if it doesn't happen tonight. Yeah. Um, it could be worse. It could have been during the day while people were here. So we just try and find the good in yeah. the bad situations. Yeah. Um, but the thing that's inspired me is a guy, a, a young guy who's 15 called Sparsh Shah, I believe. Um, he's, he's a singer, songwriter, and a motivational speaker, and a rapper. He's 15 years old. He's got osteogenesis imperfecta, which basically means his bones are so brittle that you touch them, they'll break. He's had over, I believe it was like over 135 fractures at age 15. And he, he was, I saw him on the Steve Harvey show, and he was just saying, he was like, What's there to be negative about when life's so great? And I'm just like, there's so many people out there that are just like, oh, life's a mess, life's this, yeah. life's that. When this kid has, he can't run around, he can't be a kid realistically, but he's doing what he loves, which is singing and songwriting. So that just shows the power of having a purpose when, yeah. you, when you just have something to inspire you. Um, you, can, you can live a happy life and he's doing it from the age of 15. He's spoke on stage with Les Brown, Jack Canfield, all them type of people, Bob Proctor. And he's spoken on stage with them, and he's 15, and people are just like, that is how you should live life. Yeah. Like, regardless of your situation, try and find the good in the situation. Absolutely. Whether that is the fact that you can inspire someone because you are you have a, a body defect, or whether you've been some, through something and you can inspire people to do something. But that's what inspired me, is the fact that he just is living way above his means yeah. because he said I'm going to do that and I'm going to be positive and I'm going to inspire people there's obviously going to be days where he's feeling sad like everyone else but the majority of the time he's finding his way to be positive and be happy amazing brilliant I loved it okay that's us for another episode and we wish you a good week and I was going to say we wish you a Merry Christmas <laughs> you no <laughs> <laughs> wish you a good week and it's bye from me <laughs> and bye from me if you've enjoyed today's podcast hit the subscribe button and if you have any ideas comments or questions we'd love to hear from you if you want to get in touch and keep up to date with us follow us on instagram at max and wax podcast or pop us an email at max and wax podcast at gmail.com <laughs>